daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to The Sandler Pit, the podcast where time will heal many things, except these crazy eyes. Oh, that's uh, Mr. Deeds. It is. That's a bloody good character. It is one of the, one of the greats. <laughs> one of the best. <laughs> How are you this week, Luke? I am very good. I've just watched Pixels a few days ago and we've just recorded that, so... I'm ready for jumping into something actually good this time. What about you? I'm quite happy, actually. I feel like quite a balanced person after finally <laughs> having a film that I can say that I didn't enjoy as much as some of the others because I was starting <laughs> to worry about myself when I was giving castle say- status to films like Ridiculous <laughs> Six and Blended. I was on a run of really enjoying them and I was like, why am I enjoying these so much? I think mm-hmm. like poison my brain and then thankfully pixels has brought me back down to earth it's <laughs> like when you go to a, a, a restaurant or whatever you have a palate cleanser it cleansed my palate ready so i can be objective so this is the sandler pit i'm luke he's luke and we watch every single adam sandler film if this is your first episode i'm sorry you've got so much to catch up on so go and do that quickly and then come back to hear yeah. us talk about the water boy basically our ranking system is pit or castle if they're good they get treated to a trip to the Sandler Castle where you can go down water slides, you can have vacations with your family, and you can eat KFC. In the Sandler pit, I think so far we've said that you can that some people might be like watching video games till their eyes rot. Like that's a grown-up nightmare. themselves to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they have to spend time with like a CGI guinea pig, I think, from bedside yeah. stories. It's a bad place, the Sandler pit. You don't want to it's be a there. Nightmare. <laughs> but there's still some fun to be had with films like Eight Crazy Nights in there. So <laughs> you, you win we could have to move that back out because all we <laughs> we both love that film. What are we thinking of? I know. This week should be an interesting one because we're watching The Water Boy. I've seen this film already. I think very fondly of it. This is probably, in terms of like the straight up comedy ones, this is probably like, I'd go as far as to say maybe a top three. I think this wow. is a very quotable one. Quite memorable. It's a sports film. We like our sports films. Yeah, I, I like this one. I, I don't want to overhype it too much because revisiting it, I might have a changed opinion because I haven't watched it for a few years. But yeah, I remember this one really well. I, I do like it. I've never seen this film. Never really seen any of them until you dragged me into this life. But this is always one that I've always heard people talking about quite fondly, uh, a bit like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. I'm assuming, it is it kind of like a parody of Forrest Gump? I would say it's like the sort of early section of Forrest Gump you know how he finds out he's good at football and then that like propels him to be like a war hero and a ping pong champion and all that stuff yeah this this is like if he just discovered he was good at football and the film stayed there so he's got like the same relationship with his mum but it's heightened a lot and his mum's played by Kathy Bates she's like this overbearing crazy mum that like doesn't let her boy out of his sight he's essentially like a Forrest Gump type character who's obsessed with like wrestling and this character for me so he's called Bobby Boucher he's like a southern he, I think he's like yeah I think it's set is he like a bit New like Hubie Halloween or, he's very like Hubie Halloween he's that same sort of naive small town guy it's like an early version of that I think you've got to tap into like how he kind of was in Billy Madison but not as silly maybe a bit more heartfelt character 
that's what I'm thinking from looking back at it. But at the same time, I, I think I used to think that like Mr. Deeds was a nice guy, but then you kind of <laughs> changed my opinion of that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's a violent, insane yeah. man who beats up people. But yeah, I'm hoping maybe for... I kind of miss the Hoobie kind of Adam Sandler where he's likeable, and but everyone else hates him. That's what I like. I'm hoping that this film captures that in the same way for you because that was what Hubie reminded me of quite a lot. I feel like you're probably going to like this, but I never know with you. I'm a dark horse. Whenever you watch the film, it might change the way you see it. If you watch so, it at night, you hate it. And if you watch it in the morning, you fucking love him. Usually. Now, this is a, a real issue I've got. So Ridiculous 6, I watched quite early in the morning, like 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Mm. I loved it. I was like, oh, this is fun. I watch Pixels at night. Hate it. Yeah. I watch Rain Over Me in the afternoon. Bloody hell. Very mixed. <laughs> so it depends on the time of day I watch these films, uh, definitely. Because I feel like if I'm watching them in the evening, I've wasted my evening. Especially if I've been working in the day, that's my night. That's kind of get downtime. It's it's horrible. That's the beauty of film though. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, we're gonna have our Sandler scale. It's a bingo sheet with different tropes that we see in all these films, such as Big, big shorts, mm-hmm. uh, a big fart. Tragic so, backstory. Cool very case. tragic backstory. Uh, that's one of my one of my yeah. favourites. Uh, an injured animal, nice property, mm. uh, inexplicable love interest. Uh, we randomly generate them and then we come back and see who's got the most. And then at the end, we play a little Sandler game. This week, it's yours, right? It is, yeah. Do you have high expectations with this in terms of it hitting those Happy Madison tropes? I feel like, yeah, I feel like it'll probably hit quite a few of them and also because it was the 90s they did get away with a few jokes that probably wouldn't be as acceptable now i feel like it will hit them but maybe not in a completely tasteless vapid way that a lot of the more recent ones do hopefully yeah uh, but i remember i was this optimistic about anger management and that turned out horribly well i guess we'll find out when we go and watch it so basically we've already watched the Longest Yard, and a few of the other sort of sports-infused comedies that he's done. So if you want to hear our thoughts on American football and how we don't understand it at all, <laughs> go go back to that episode. But basically the gist is that we're British, so for us, football is a game where you actually like kick the ball rather than run yeah. with it in your hands. Use it with a hat, like shit rugby, right? Yeah, and, and you stop every 10 seconds. And you've got to wear armour. I was watching the Super Bowl once because they do show the Super Bowl in the UK. And like at uni, did we ever watch it together? I don't know if we watched it together, but I watched it in first year of uni with like my housemates back then. And it was, yeah, it was shit. It a few times. I quite like it, the Super Bowl, but I was looking at the some of the lads who were playing and I was like, bloody hell. <laughs> One of them particularly just looked like a fucking guy who'd work in a Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> You look like a Tesco security guard. I'm sure it takes a lot of skill to run around for 10 second increments <laughs> with an hour long break to bring out Beyonce to sing a song. And, and with Adam Sandler on the sidelines giving you some fresh H2O. There's loads of these American sports that we don't really get, like baseball and American football. Uh, which one do you think is probably the worst? If someone was like, here, you've got a ticket to go to an American sport, which sport would you be like, oh, fuck, I hope it's not that. I guess basketball's popular, but that's one I'd like to actually. Basketball like looks basketball. all right, doesn't it? I don't. The only thing with basketball, I don't understand like the points difference and what would be counted as a foul and stuff. Oh, like, it doesn't matter. When you see Michael Jordan jumping in the air, doing that yeah. with mad shit with his legs, his arm extending really, really far because he's in <laughs> Toon Land. Yeah. yeah, I feel like basketball is <laughs> definitely maybe the best one. Baseball is, we basically have like rounders and softball and stuff over here. It's not much different. Cricket, we have cricket. Man. Go and watch rounders, don't you? Yeah, I think American football probably would be the worst for me. 
because it'd just be those breaks in between and but films like make me think that i would like it they make it look exciting i'm just not a sports person i'd rather go and watch really like... you not a sports yeah. person i can't believe it top lad luke terry not into my sports, favorite but... i like manga and star wars <laughs> <laughs> for me sport is call of duty and, i'll never uh, get over yeah. chatting trying to chat sports with your dad at your engagement party that was one of the funniest things i know because i like i researched I tried to find out things about sports and just took... in case any blokes at your engagement party tried to engage oh, me there's, in a loads, conversation. there's loads of them it took my dad a good like seven or eight years before he realized that i was never going to be into sports i think <laughs> all my baby photos i'm wearing like arsenal football club shirts and there's like so many of me holding like a ball <laughs> And then I think for my eighth birthday, I got a dance mat for my PlayStation for Christmas. <laughs> and that changed everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry to reveal that to Andrew Terry if he's listening. That oh, I he don't won't really be listening. Don't worry. Oh, I don't know about footy. We can maintain the illusion for a bit longer. I do like sports films. I think you're the same, aren't you? Yeah, I I love sports films. Cool Runnings, Rocky. The The Karate Kid. Karate Kid, maybe. I've not seen that in years. I need to when It's a banger. It's that TV man. show, Cobra Kai, I want to watch. So yeah, I need to watch. It's very good. It. Should we go and watch The Waterboy and then come back and discuss it? Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Grab your ball, start screaming, run into the end zone, do a touchdown, and uh, watch The Waterboy with us. See you right. later. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. H2O! Water sucks! It really, really sucks! And we are back. We have both watched The Waterboy and we are here to talk it through. Luke, can you tell us what is the story of The Waterboy? There's a guy, his name's uh, Bobby Boucher, and he is a waterboy for an American football team. And he's been one for how many years, do they say? Well, he's 31. 31. And I think 18 years he's been employed. And they finally get enough of him because he's such a loser. They fire him and then he gets hired by a new team. But then they realise that all this built-up anger has resulted in him actually being amazing at football. And uh, yeah. yeah, hilarity ensues. Luke, what do you think of Waterboy? I think it is an Oscar-worthy treat. No, I really enjoy this film. This is one from when I was younger and I would watch this like loads. Mm. Probably for me, it's on par with like Billy Madison in that same way that you, you're watching it and you know it's like very, very stupid. The jokes are things like his mum owns a owns a horse and has snake for dinner and is obsessed with the devil and is is very very stupid mm. like there's no there's no two ways about it it's the same as billy madison and i guess more recently hubie halloween i suppose yeah yeah and yeah i think knowing that it's so dumb you have to have that as the big like crutch you can't go into this thinking that you're going to feel anything other than this is stupid but i love it and watching it yeah. back i think most of his stuff is in this i think this is where yeah. a lot of it started compared to like when we watched wedding singer i think we said quite a few of the tropes are quite hidden whereas in this this is all out manic sandler there's the odd bit where i was a bit like going back to it i was a bit some of it pushes the line a bit with the character of bobby boucher because he does seem like more than just a mummy's boy he seems like he's he should be like having a bit more care around him rather than just being like shut in he's very naive and more stupid than hubie i suppose maybe yeah for the most part 
I liked it. How about you? I said yesterday I had a, a lot to say about this film. And what I have to say about this film is I fucking loved it. I loved it <laughs> so much. It's, oh, it's been so hard to have. I've been trying to trick I you. I was worried. I was so. Hours. I said to you, I was really worried about you hating <laughs> I've been, it. <laughs> I've been here all stony face oh, when I've been laughing. I've been trying to suppress my laughter at all the good bits. I actually loved this. It's a so banger. This it is, is a banger. This is so good. <laughs> I really wish I'd seen this as a kid. I'm going to say it now. I think this is my favorite favorite of his comedies i think so too watching it back i think i said it at the end to emma my fiance when we were watching it because she still stands by oh it's not that good and i was like no i was like i fucking love it it is great i mean i was a bit worried when you were hiding it i was like because you don't really like billy madison that much do you i'm not a huge fan of billy madison but also you have a theory that so when we do the recording uh, when we're watching the actual film sometimes i watch them at night and sometimes i watch them in the morning uh like maybe before work yeah when i watch them in the morning I love them. <laughs> I think they're great. If I watch them at night, I usually hate them because I've wasted my night. This was a wonderful exception to that. So I That's good. I'd had a, a really long day at work and kind of like, yeah, a bit of a shit day at work. I got home. I like got a few beers. I got like this like Greek rap. I sat Ooh. down with my housemate and yeah, and I put this on and oh my goodness, this was just just a breath of fresh air. Like it feels like we've not had anything this fun on this podcast in ages in ages loved it i think it is peak it's peak sandler isn't it really we haven't talked about it yet but we've both watched it together happy gilmore where this differentiates is that the world is crazier here in happy gilmore it's just him who's crazy but then in this everyone's crazy and i think Mm -hmm. this has some of the best side characters in any of these films what do you think of bobby boucher good (laughs) you know what i was so angry when i finished watching it because i loved it and all the reviews were going over how annoying Adam Sandler is. Aww. I thought he was affable, likable. He has some really funny lines, um, mm-hmm. particularly uh, he, has, he yells at his mum about that alligators aren't ornery because they're, what does he say? Because they got all those teeth and no toothbrush. Yeah, they have all those teeth and no toothbrush. But then later on, he's like yelling at his mum. Like, actually, alligators are honorary because they... What does he say? For um, sake, because I'm... of their medulla oblongata. Because of their medulla oblongata. And I love Vicky and she loves me. <laughs> yeah, and then he leaves the room and comes back in and says, and she showed me her boobies and I like those too. <laughs> yeah, I like them too. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's funny. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Hoobie Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. He does a very similar thing with his face, which is the... Um, yeah, he sort of pushes his lips in. out, doesn't he? While and sucking he does... him in at the same time. But what differentiates this to his other characters is that Bobby Boucher is deep down a nice man. He's not a Mr. Deeds <laughs> kind of nice guy. He's like a genuinely affable, likeable man who everyone hates. And I've mm-hmm. said before, that's where... I like my Sandler men, like hated by everyone, but they're the underdog. Yeah. I, I really like Bobby Boucher and I so like Sandler. He's on par with Hubie and maybe a less annoying Whitey Duvall then. That's the, <laughs> that's the story that you like, that character. <laughs> I love that character. They always make me cry. They always make me feel joy. Love One it. thing I did really like with Bobby Boucher that I didn't remember was that there's a couple of flashbacks in this with a younger kid playing him mm. who's exactly the same. And I think all the adults are like the same around him. It's just him that's grown up. And um, Some really good flashbacks in this and there's one I want to talk about in a little bit. The one that I've got a note of is when um, there's a bit when Jonathan Loughran in the in the present day spits in the cooler it triggers a flashback to another player doing the exact same thing to it. I think that's when his rage gets revealed for the first time and the little kid says the line he's spitting the cooler and he says cooler <laughs> like that. 
because Bobby Boucher, there's like three characters in this film that have this mad like Louisiana accent that no one else has. <laughs> Bobby Boucher has it. Then I would say Guy, who's played by our hero, Peter Dante. He's got that Louisiana, bit, yeah. New Orleans twang, I think it is. And then there's one other person who I, I can't even bloody Jonathan Loughran has a bit of a... Or Lochran. He has a bit of a weird voice in this film. He yeah. reminded me of Rozov Monsters Inc. <laughs> this is his best role. Uh, yeah. He plays like a kind of one of the horrible uh, football players who, oh my goodness gracious me, I love the development of all the side characters in this team going from <laughs> hating him. I didn't expect it. <laughs> I really, really rooted for this team. Yeah, um, they all love him by the end, don't they? Jonathan Loughran's got this, like, he does the cross, I think, but he does it all the way through the film. I know, it must have hurt must have by really the end. really hurt. Yeah. Um, and he, do, he does this crazy old voice. He talks yeah. like that. <laughs> and he says, there's a bit where they go to a party. He asks Bobby what drink he wants, and he's like, oh, I'll have a, a water and scotch. Hold the scotch. And then <laughs> Jonathan Loughran's like, <laughs> that's a joke, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> you just make a joke <laughs> but his face doesn't move when he laughs at everything it's good I think before we get into the characters I just want to say up top this is I think my favourite performance of all of our regular yeah. uh, Happy Madison lads Peter Dante brilliant in this film this mm-hmm. is him utilised perfectly Loughran or Loughran perfect Rob Schneider, I even enjoyed him. Yeah, well. Rob Schneider has a few quite good... I mean, he's only in it for you three very it. brief moments. He says you can do it three times in like the space of 30 space seconds. seconds. But then he, he does have a good you can do it. He's like, you can do it, cut his fucking head off. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bobby's like, <laughs> one man suggested he wanted to decapitate me <laughs> and nobody seemed to better an eyelid <laughs> or something like that. So let's go through the the characters I guess next main character I suppose is is Mama Boucher who we later yeah. find out is called Helen he's 31 years old and he doesn't know that his mum's called Helen which I love yeah, that was really funny I think this has probably the most jokes and gags I think that's why I liked it it was mm-hmm. silly humour and it really worked apparently she got the script for this Kathy Bates and she just put in the bit immediately yeah she didn't want to do it did she and then her daughter got it out I think it, was her, it said like her niece was like a long time Adam Sandler fan and she convinced her to do it and then she ended up loving doing like a yeah. sillier role which is and good because this think... is off the back of probably like it's probably before she was in Titanic wasn't she yeah I think she's amazing in this film uh, is yeah, she in she Titanic is. I think Kathy Bates is she's in, in Misery definitely yeah she's definitely in Misery um, but yeah she's amazing in this because again we've always said when they bring in more serious dramatic actors and give them a sillier role they do like really run with it and here yeah. She could be like a misery style character. She is a very dark and a gruesome character mm-hmm. for like 90% of this. She leans and on that a lot, doesn't she? I loved it any time that she was like, said something was the devil. There's a flashback right at the start and then she's like, because little girls are the devil! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right so up in her face. The line delivery is just... <laughs> impeccable i think my favorite one with her is the one when she says about the brain pain i like the brain pain running joke anytime (laughs) something upsets her she gets an immediate headache oh (laughs) (laughs) and later on she like fakes a coma (laughs) yeah she fakes being she's like got her eye open hasn't she one eye watching him her character is that she's very protective of bobby boucher and tells him all these lies she homeschools him Mm -hmm. and that's why he's kind of an innocent guy he doesn't really know anything about the outside world because she kind of uh, protects him a lot from women from jobs from sport and tells him all these kind of lies uh, one including his dad that actually was like a bad bloke but she says that he goes to the middle of the Sahara desert and yeah. dies because he didn't he, he didn't have any water 
<laughs> then Bobby's like, how are you brain some wider? But I was still in my mummy's tummy. <laughs> yeah. I kept writing, oh, I'd die for this guy. I love yeah. Bobby Boucher. This is the problem with most of these films. Adam Sandler usually plays a really unlikable Michael Newman kind of character. And I mm-hmm. cannot get into it here he's innocent he's nice he's sweet and i thought the jokes as well i didn't find anything in this where i thought this is dated really badly no no there's not really horrible transphobia homophobia racism particularly massive amounts of sexism which you'd see in pixels which came out yeah, more years recently. after this. Yeah, yeah. It is a lot film. nicer compared to those ones, I think, for sure. I think the other thing with The Mum is good is that, as you say, he finds out about his dad actually being a bit of a, a wrong one through like these letters that he's written that Robert, is it Robert Boucher's written to him? Robert Boucher. And then he changes his name to Roberto. Roberto. And it's like, Bobby's reading it out and he's like, ciao, Roberto. <laughs> she's like, he thought it was more exotic. <laughs> and then, do you, want a, do you want the biggest bombshell of them all? No, no, I know this. Friend of the podcast and the director of the the film, Frank Caracci, played Roberto. He's one year older than Adam Sandler and he's playing his dad. He's um, funny as well. He's got like a crossed eye too. Crossed yeah, he has two, doesn't he? Or like, did he go to the... I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> he is funny. I guess after Kathy Bates as Mama Boucher, I think the next main character would be Henry Winkler. Um, what do mm-hmm. you think of him? I love Henry Winkler in Me this. Me too. This is the first film I ever saw him in as well. Yeah, I, I didn't really know him before. I mean, I was young and I obviously wouldn't have watched Happy Days. But yeah, the first time you see him, he's having like a panic attack. He's this very anxious guy who's... Yeah. He's got like a rivalry with another coach, hasn't he? Red. The coach that fired Bobby at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Great villain. Great villain. Yeah, he is a good villain, isn't he? The whole he does... team, you hate them. <laughs> <laughs> the villain does a lot with very minimal screen time. I don't know what it is about that yeah. guy, but he gives off that sort of shoot him again. Horrible vibe, yeah. Very, very effortlessly. Yeah, I agree. He was a good part of this film. Henry Winkler, yeah, I, I like Henry Winkler. I think for me, the first one I saw him in was Holes. Is he in that? The dad? Oh, yeah, he's, he's Stanley Yonat's senior senior i think yeah he's he's always good in these kind of films he was even good in click which we didn't like but he's brilliant in this the reason apparently he's in this i found was really sweet Mm -hmm. um so adam sandler when he was on snl did the hunker song and then he name drops henry winkler and henry winkler like personally kind of called him to say oh thanks for including me in the song and then adam sandler must be a big fan he sent him the script to this and he immediately accepted and they've done quite a few films since haven't they yeah must have been the start of their like friendship, I guess, which is I love yeah, the, nice. I love that dynamic between these two in this film. Like I love in coaches and their person they're coaching, the dynamics in, in dramatic and comedy films. Um mm-hmm. like John Candy and the Bob Sledders and Cool Runnings. I think that's yeah. like a really good one. Uh, a really good film that Rocky and then Creed. Mm-hmm. Creed's son. I think that had a yeah. good dynamic. They both learned something from each other. And I think that pays off quite well here. Because yeah, definitely. Henry Winkler's teaching him to use his rage. And Bobby teaches him to kind of do the opposite, become nicer or like kind of see people as weaker and, and yeah. things to get over it. I thought it was just great. Like, I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's a good visual gag as well, because um, Henry <laughs> Winkler imagines Red, the other coach. He imagines him with like, a cocker spaniel's head and they and a baby a as baby's well. head. It looks over and the baby's just laughing. They only meet in one scene, but there's quite a fun bit where Henry Winkler goes to Bobby's house and meets Mama and he's like, Oh, what's for dinner? And it's a snake. And he's like, mm, this snake looks delicious. Uh, what part am I gonna eat? And she's like, Snakes don't have parts per se, but I would say it's probably the knee. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then he's like, oh, what's for dessert? And then the bug zapper goes off and she's like, squirrel. <laughs> I didn't want to pause it because I just wanted to like kind of go with the flow. I didn't hmm. want to research because he says what mama doesn't know won't hurt her. And he pulls down his trousers to expose an arse with like a tattoo on it. Yeah, it's a tattoo of um, Roy Orbison, who's saying a pretty woman. Pretty woman. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's funny, but like, I didn't know if there was a reason for it. But No, because yeah, that's it. like, he wasn't like a bad boy. Was he Roy Orbison that you'd get a tattoo no. of? I don't, <laughs> I don't really get it, but it's funny. I yeah, think this never. is definitely the one, though, where I was laughing the most throughout. Like, it's I made loads of notes, and the notes are all just, like, quotes, basically. Yeah, but, mine were that, and then moment I tried to note down every time I cried <laughs> quite a few times actually mate like I got really emotional in that uh, final game like it just all kind of came together and uh, very nice I've also got Vicky Valancourt the next character who I think is probably he's maybe one best of his best love interests love because she's actually got a character far. hasn't she really funny a good character she's good with a knife yeah she's like what is it she's like a criminal yeah <laughs> she wants to steal things all the time she wants to steal things I think she's just things. got out of prison when we first meet her doesn't yeah. she <laughs> She's like a good foil for Bobby. He's like a really innocent guy. And then she's really like violent and angry. And there's a bit when she takes over the water boy duties later. And then she like yells at the, the guy when she's like guesses the score. And he's like, well, how do you know that? And she's like, oh, I just do. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like really angry. <laughs> she threatens to cut a guy's head off at one point. <laughs> that villain's like um don't do it little lady or something really horrible like that he's like that's an assault <laughs> she mods bobby's lawnmower and makes it go at like hyper speed at one point as well which is nice yeah and that has a really good payoff at the end where there's the classic like a uh, ticking clock we've got to get to the game on time how we can get, oh, yeah. get like, this <laughs> old-fashioned boat <laughs> a fan <laughs> boat i think they called it <laughs> it's going and then they end up crashing through to the stage <laughs> Yeah, it goes over land, doesn't it? Really it starts like off in the bayou and then it goes on the land. Man, and as well, that leads thought. into a really nice bit as well when they're all reminiscing about things that Bobby did and they're like, oh, do you remember when Bobby Boucher tackled the linebacker and threw him into the crowd? And then... Remember when he uh, tackled the referee that time? <laughs> <laughs> and then Bobby comes out from like behind the lock and he's like, remember when Bobby Boucher turned up at halftime and won the bourbon bowl? <laughs> yeah, that's when I started crying. <laughs> It's really good. It did. It's like a nice swell. <laughs> I love it. Feels like this. I just love sports films. I think mm. sports comedy is really good. Uh, I love when there's a character who's really antagonistic, and then they come round to mm. being their mate. And I think Peter Dante is great. So he starts off with being like such a horrible guy, and he's like yelling that water boys and needle dick over and over <laughs> again, which is in our theme. And he just keeps shouting that at him. He's kind of the first person I think Bobby tackles, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. He breaks his back or something. Thing, doesn't he yeah and in the final game he's like i'm sorry i always was so hard on you you're the heart and soul of this team bobby boucher <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's really nice peter <laughs> yeah that is always good in a sports sports film isn't it if you haven't watched um ted lasso you'll like that that's got like about 10 I of those moments it is good I, love, I love that kind of like a kind of wholesome the underdog team trying to win i like that it gets to a point in this as well where bobby boucher is so good that he's literally scaring the people that don't know him they're like don't hurt me <laughs> and then he imagines that they're like there's one way he's like i love you really mama and he's like i, lo I love you too <laughs> yeah yeah he's like dead on the floor I got a note after Peter Dante changes as well, where it was like, Bobby says to him, let's do it, friend. And I wrote, Bobby is just so sweet. There's a bit 
I think where he says something like, keep saying like, thank you for being my friends and everything. And I was like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. He's so likable. They all just needed each other. The rest of the team, none of them really speak that much. There's one other guy whose name There's, I can't remember, but he's just he's a really nice guy. He's the first guy, guy who's well. his friend. Yeah. That yeah. was like really nice. That made me smile. It's a good moment, isn't it? He says something and, like, um, Oh no, it's the same. <laughs> it has quite a good visual joke that I don't know is if it's offensive or not. Yeah, that's what it's I was thinking. Later in the film, where they're all kind of visualizing things as other things, that happens quite a lot. Like uh, Henry Winkler in an earlier bit is like, Gatorade's better than water. Bobby Boucher's getting really angry, and like the whole team turned into like mocking Henry Winkler and saying Gatorade. And then you said Henry Winkler with the baby and the dog. But then yeah. that guy, they say, I'm visualizing what you hate. And the football turns into a fucking KKK mask that's like chanting it. <laughs> kicks it in the head it's not a subtle joke is it but like not so you'd rather see a kkk head getting kicked rather than i don't know them have rob schneider play a black guy or something you know that could happen in these films and maybe we're desensitized (laughs) at this point because we've seen way worse than that that was the worst this film got there was one thing i'll discuss in sound of scale but i think it's a reach one of our next characters, I would say, is Farmer Fran. What do you think of Farmer Fran? Really, really funny. Is that uh, Blake Clark, right? It is. It's Blake Clark, yeah, with um, his pierced nipples. <laughs> he plays a farmer who's the coat because they're kind of saying, oh, this is like a little rural team. So mm. they have this farmer who's training them. It's the exact same joke that's in Hot Fuzz. Hot like, Fuzz, you just yeah. never know what he's saying. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the film, he becomes more and more of a caricature. Like, one bit is they're like, oh, we d- I don't know what Farmer Fry will be doing with the team. And <laughs> having like an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a bit at the end where he's cheering on the team. He's got two massive beard sniffles. And there's like a light behind him, like a godly beam. Yeah. But everything, every, all these visual ca- gags, they're like that. They're so quick. And they're yeah. so like... What the fuck? They're so funny. Yeah, there's even a bit when um, Mama's playing badminton with a donkey. Like, so much stuff happens, like, that you you wouldn't pick up on straight away. Yeah, because I was writing and that happened. My housemate just said it and I had to be like, what? Rewind it quick. (laughs) I do like Farmer Fran. There's a bit where they're all telling jokes or stories or something and then it just cuts to him going, and everyone just, like, looks at him, but no one replies. They just let him get on with it. You know one thing I really like in sports films? I don't know if I've mentioned this. I might have mentioned The Longest Yard one, but that was a million years ago, so I don't remember. Mm. I really like the commentators in those films. I think that's a very underappreciated thing because they really do the build-up for anything like dodgeball and um, dodgeball is a really good one it's jason bateman isn't it jason bateman yeah and then yeah, these, i feel like we has... might have spoken about this before but the ones yeah. in this are good aren't they they're good and whenever they have like news stations on there's a funny bit where they're kind of going over nationally the effect that the water boys had <laughs> and they say oh, all these teams have tried out different things <laughs> we have the towel boy <laughs> he says he's got a laundry list of problems <laughs> Little guy gets taken out of my quarterback immediately. Nah, that was funny, yeah, that the was towel a very boy. good bit. There's one more character who I'd like to discuss that I think you'll probably like. So we've been making the Sander scales for however many weeks, and I always put Colonel Sanders on yours because there's always a chance he might crop up. And in this, he's a character. <laughs> This was amazing. I'm watching it. As I say, at this, I was watching it. I had some food, I had some beers. I was sat with my housemate and I was trying to explain to her the Sandler scale. And I was saying, oh, this, and this was like during the film. She was like, oh. and I was like, yeah, there's some weird ones that do appear. 
and then I said, for example, like Colonel Sanders, you'll be surprised, even in the fucking one about 9-11, there is a Colonel Sanders. There's always this joke about Colonel Sanders. Bobby Boucher is walking into classroom and I'm still talking about, oh yeah, and it's always weird. Then fucking Colonel Sanders walks in. I like cheered. It was like I was at uh, the football game at the end of the film. I was cheering. I was like, I can't believe it because I have that on my Sanders scale this week. I'm so happy. Yeah, this is the one that I've been waiting for. Every time I've, when you've said, oh, you know what? I've had Colonel Sanders for three weeks in a row and he hasn't turned up. I just knew this was the big one. <laughs> I was so Did you do the Colonel Sanders on purpose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put on your, <laughs> on your scale on purpose. Just because well it's a payoff for however many weeks that you've not had had Colonel Sanders. <laughs> he's his lecturer at college for science, I think it is. There's this whole thing about the Majuda Roblangata that we've mentioned already of what makes crocodiles angry. In the trivia, I found out that the Majula Oblongata actually doesn't control anger, jealousy, or envy. It's respiratory thing. Oh, for fuck's sake. They didn't fact check it, but it's still a bloody good joke. It's a comedic sounding part of the body. And the payoff with Bobby Boucher going, alligators are ordered because of the Majula (laughs) Oblongata. They're arguing before when Bobby first hears it and he's like, that's not right. And then um, Colonel Sanders is like, the Majula Oblongata. And then it results in him getting tackled. And then there's just a running joke that he's scared of the war. So scared of him. Like an abuse victim. You see him again. I think at the end he gets crushed by a stampede. He trips over and then you just hear like loads of like squelches of him getting like stood on. (laughs) There is quite a nice scene when um, everyone in the town comes to the hospital where Bobby Shea's mum's pretend to be in a coma and they're all like holding a (laughs) cup and they're all like talking about how much she's inspired them. Like all of them are there. That's got another recurring character. I don't know who the actor is. The kind of bald guy. He's like saying that he is like his hero and, and everything uh, so for cool. me I, again I'm, I'm spoiling the sandler scale again here but i take that for surprise cameo because i totally forgot he's in it but that's um clint howard who's ron howard's brother and he pops up in so many 80s films like there's a i, I think there's a guy him. in community who's similar who's been like an extra or a cameo in about like 500 things but he's never a main character yeah but this guy yeah he pops up in i can't think of him off the top of my head but he pops up in all of ron howard's films and but, i guess um, there's- is there's good. a tie to Ron Howard with Henry Winkler, like they were both in Happy Days Together. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, he does a really good speech, doesn't he? At the vigil to try and get Bobby to leave his mum in the hospital. And he says something along the lines of, the good Lord chose not to bless me with charm, athletic ability, or even a fully formed brain. <laughs> and he starts crying and saying that like Bobby's such a big influence on him. And then he's like hugging Vicky, like comforts him. His hand like slowly comes from her shoulder onto her boob. Yeah, he's terrible. Terrible. It's He's like gross. a bad bloke. Uh, is his mate Alan Covert? I couldn't yeah, tell. It is, yeah, 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 I thought it were. Alan um, Covert's quite funny in this as well, with like these huge, um, big teeth. <laughs> and he says, "What is he?" Oh. he says, "Joe Montana was a quarterback. You fucking idiot! Oh, <laughs> you crazy yeah. asshole!" <laughs> For me, this is the most quotable out of most of Adam yeah, Sandler's films. I think. Yeah, there's a lot of really good lines. And what do you think was the highlight? One of the highlights for you? I can tell you the moment that made me laugh the most, which we haven't spoken about yet. To be honest, I watched this film and I just laughed the whole way through it. I don't think there's one that stands out to me. Probably, we've probably already mentioned there's, it. There was one scene that really got me. I don't know why. I'm I'm a simple man, it turns out. It's really tickled me. There's a flashback after the scene, the low point when everyone finds out that Bobby Boucher never passed high school so he can't 
rugby at college. And then it turns out Henry Winkler faked his thing because he wants to train him. There's a flashback to why Henry Winkler is so like cowardly. And it flashes back to the 70s. <laughs> it's just Henry Winkler with this gigantic yeah, afro. Huge afro. <laughs> and then the other coach with a gigantic afro. And that really got me. I don't know why. It is it's good, isn't it? And they have the playbook, but the playbook's in green and everything <laughs> else is in black and white. It's like fucking Schindler's List. <laughs> I think that scene, it, it comes pretty late, but yeah, then you clock like, oh yeah, he's had that playbook the whole time. Because yeah. there's a bit when um, the coach sees Bobby Boucher on the TV, sees that he's actually really good at tackling or whatever. The coach starts like crying, this villain, and he's just like hugging the playbook. <laughs> Have you seen that? It makes sense. I think overall the film has a good payoff as well. Like at the end, Bobby Boucher's final act is he's not he's not using his anger anymore. He's using his love <laughs> uh, where he thinks about Vicky and then scores the final thing where he kicks it to Peter Dante oh that was yeah. <laughs> magical and then he's like what do you want to say to everyone and he's like I love my mama and then <laughs> yeah. he says it on the screen he loves his mama, he loves his mama. I'm like fucking holding back tears very beautiful even mama comes around and she likes Vicky Valancourt she's she says something really nice where it's like you got yourself a great girl there or something like that and yeah yeah oh, the whole man. film she's been saying that the girls are the devil there's even a bit when she sleep talks and she's snoring and she's going devil devil <laughs> i mean we've probably said every joke in the film i think we've said everything about this film at this point there's been barely any negatives i don't have a negative i don't have anything this week this is the best of his comedies for me this has even exceeded 50 first dates whoa um, i think before we go to the sandler scale i've got a few bits of trivia here i mean you've probably seen these as well because our resources are literally just go onto imdb back in like 2009, 2010, this was the highest grossing sports movie. And the only one that was behind it was Longest Yard. So both Adam Sandler, he's a sport movie legend. But then Blindside came out and was like a big Oscar film and it overtook it. It was also Adam Sandler's highest grossing before 2010. I don't know which film would have taken over that. Maybe Grown Ups. Oh no. Is it, is it Pixels is one of his biggest films? I think we went over that Maybe. before, which is crazy. Yeah. Also, this was Adam Sandler's first film to gross over $100 million. Mm. But then there's a big caveat, and it's a massive caveat, <laughs> that apparently many, many Star Wars fans bought tickets to this just to see the Phantom Menace trailer, and then they left when the film started. <laughs> That's amazing. What a weird era to think. That's know. what, only 22 years ago. No internet, anything. That was the way you, you got to see the Phantom Menace trailer trailer by going um, to watch the water boy making adam sandler what he is today probably yeah because the budget was really small on this it made so much money mm. this is what caused the happy madison probably to yeah, be able much. to start up because of star wars fans yeah wanting to watch the trailer. it also said that like while this was in the cinema was at the point when big daddy was about to start shooting and apparently they could have such a bigger budget because of this i don't know what they used it on in big daddy <laughs> Big Daddy that, looks like it know. would have cost the same as this, except this has like Henry Winkler and Kathy Bates in it. Because there wasn't a big actor in that, was there? Was a there? big actor in that film? I don't think there was. Kevin Nealon, he's six foot three, so I guess he counts as big. Maybe to buy those expensive exteriors in New York. I think it's quite expensive to shoot in New York and they... Yeah, it could be. Should we do our Sandler scales? Uh, all right. How did you do on your Sandler scale this week? Looking at my Sandler scale, it looks like I did good. I've got six ticks but nice. it took me 52 minutes before i actually got a line in it and even then i think the lines are real reach i had product placement i got that very early because the you know all the sports logos the two guys right at the start had like very prominent adidas logos on their hats quite far into it i got everyone loves him there's points where they're all like cheering like water boy water 
a boy. I think it was about 40 minutes in, I got that. And then from there, right, this was my bingo. It was transphobia, right? This is a real reach. I don't yeah. know how much I'm going to say this counts, but there's a part when Henry Winkler's supposed to be hysterical, right? He's, uh, it's in that flashback. He's gone a bit crazy and he's wearing women's heels. He's speaking on a phone that the cable's been cut. The implication that people who wear heels are crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah, you can take that's, that, I think. I think that's as close as it gets. But Bobby Boucher says to him afterwards, you've got to show them that you're a man on Saturday. So I was like, maybe there's a bit of like a sort of weird gender thing there. But I wouldn't say it's half as harmful as no. or even I mean, a quarter as harmful seen. as anything else we've seen. That is probably like 1% as harmful is the cobbler the cobbler yeah. is my benchmark of terribleness that is a cutaway but yeah i'll give it you as we mentioned peter dante had him he's a big character in this cross eyes that was jonathan lofren through the whole yeah. thing i take surprise cameo for clint howard there's the cameos i'm assuming they're a cameo the two guys talking at the stadium at the end they must be american football stars but i don't, yeah, I don't know I who they so. are i didn't get a reference to weed got one about reference to crack courtroom there wasn't a courtroom sadly i didn't get a fat joke i don't know if it counts as a fat joke that like they're willing to eat barbecue crocodile but that's it wasn't a fat joke expense. that's just a, <laughs> a joke about weird food did you like the food jokes running through this yeah like, i love the food jokes. The I love the... louisiana frog cake <laughs> yeah the bit with the where they're eating crocodiles <laughs> <laughs> she just bites the head up i think I got the same amount as you, but I got a line pretty quickly, but I forgot to write down the time exactly. I think it was around 20 minutes in, and it was oh, okay. Colonel Colonel Sanders, whenever oh, nice. he shows up. So definitely before yours. But they never refer to him as Colonel Sanders. But no, he... they do. Yeah, they do. His name is Colonel Sanders. He says, oh, have you seen Colonel Sanders? He says it two or three times. Oh, yeah, I it's actually I was... his name. Then my line, I also got Alan Covert, and then misogyny. I think it was maybe it was I think it was said because little girls are the devil. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. oh, they don't like women. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Then as well, I got tragic backstory. Um, yeah, the dad. The dad. That was very tragic, but funny. Dying in the <laughs> desert. The other ones I got were Sandler scream. Probably the first time is when he tackles Peter yeah, Dante for the first 10 time. Minutes in, isn't it? And Blake Clark, who is a the farmer guy. <laughs> I didn't get a bikini which is really annoying because some of the transition effects are a swimming pool. That'd be perfect for that, but no no bikini. Yeah. There's no bald joke, but the guy takes his <laughs> hat off and he is bald. I was like, is that a bald joke? I think that is. I think you're supposed to I didn't to expect him to be bald. Yeah, I'd say that's a, bald, that's a bald joke. I think. <laughs> He's just a bald guy. And here's the one which I was in shock that there isn't a joke. And you're like the encyclopedia here, so you'll be like, oh, there was. Joke about being illiterate. Didn't hear one. He oh. reads constantly through this film to his mum. He's like, I'm trying to read here. I'm trying to do my homework. Yeah. That's another thing as well. Like, he is a clever guy. In yeah. The end. It's just He's just he naive. Naive and very sheltered. No, there's no jokes about being illiterate. Um, no, I think the closest is that Jonathan Loughran says something like, oh, you got 90%. None of us could have got that. Just suggesting they're all a bit stupid, but I wouldn't say illiterate. Good stuff. So, Luke Terry, is this grabbing the ball off some guy that you've just flipped over your shoulder are you running into the Sandler castle and scoring the final minute touchdown with the water boy or have you lied about your credentials you never graduated from <laughs> film school and it was actually a bad film all along and you'll have to do a reset before you watch it again and it'll have to do its reset 
in the Sandler pit? Where are you putting the water boy? This film is 100% a touchdown into the turret of the Sandler Sandler castle even. It's going to the top of the castle straight away, no doubt. Constant jokes. Most of them are actually funny, which is rare in these films. Nothing too offensive, I guess. Most of the other films left me feeling dehydrated. But this one, this is like drinking from a flask of pure Alaskan water that is always cold. Another thing we didn't even talk about. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. He comes through with the pure water. Everything in it, everything in it is there for a reason. It's a perfectly constructed film. It doesn't stick around too long. It's an hour and 26 minutes. You can't go wrong with it. Like compared to so many of the other films, I know it's not a quality film. Like if you look at other films that came out that year, this isn't like, oh, it's an incredible film. It's the best of the year or whatever. But as far as a comedy film goes, this has pretty much got everything you want. And we've done other sports comedies in this so far, like The Longest Yard, which we quite liked but i also enjoyed yeah this is just leaps above that i think the one thing missing from the water boy is uh one of his best friends exploded (laughs) it's none (laughs) of that in this the lows in this aren't so horrible though like you've got a good a nice lead character and whatever rather than one that you you don't like I had a lot of fun re-watching this one it's rare to say but i would definitely recommend people watching this one if they haven't already yeah same here as a man who didn't grow up on this or particularly any Adam Sandler comedies. This is one of the first one of this era where I'm like, oh, I get it. This is really funny comparatively to uh, not only other Adam Sandler films, but also a lot of comedies in the 90s. This isn't hmm. particularly harmful or punching down, surprisingly, considering the premise. It's kind of treats its characters kind of joyfully and everything. It's kind of a nice film. I just really enjoyed it. I love sports films anyway. As, and this is a very breezy, very quick comedy film that, I, yeah, I'd also recommend. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of fun. And thank you, Frank Caracci, for making it. And uh, I hope you still don't hate us. <laughs> I feel like it's still got like a dartboard, mine and yours, heads on it. When is Frank Caracci making his next film with Sandler? That's what I want to know. I want to know that too, I think. Maybe we should write him. We need more hoobies, like that kind of characters. We need Mm -hmm. more fun. What a fucking good time this was. Yeah, I feel so happy compared to what we have. Because the last few, I mean, we put a hot chick in there and stuff, but I, I don't know. I don't feel as, I didn't feel as good watching it as I did after that. This was a good feel, feel good film. So yes. yeah, high praise. We f- we bloody loved the Water Boy. After that, I'm gonna. I think this will probably bring your mood down because this is a shit game. I've made a Sandler game. It's called the Six Degrees of Sandleration <laughs> instead of separation. Right, these, these names are getting worse, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna gamify this, but basically, what I've done is I've got I've got a list of actors that have somehow got a connection to Adam Sandler via film. Okay. Only one of them I will let you do TV, but the rest are all film, okay? Fuck it. No, they're all film. Even that one, because there's a film of the TV show. Right, I'm getting ahead of myself. I've got a list of actors, okay? And you have to get from them to Adam Sandler via films that they've been in, okay? Like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. I've done it with all of these, and I'll tell you how I did it, like how many actors it took me. And if you can do it quicker or in in less moves or the same, then you get a point, okay? I love this game. Do you want to have IMDb open or do you want no. to do it without? I'm going to do it fresh. All right. Stop my own brain, see how far I can get. All right, so this is the first one. With this one, I got it in one one film, okay? Wow, okay. Lupita Nyong'o. Lupita Nyong'o. So she was in... Um, so she's in Black Panther, but can't think of anyone in that who's 
in an Adam Sandler film. She's mm. in Force Awakens. Who's in that fucking? Well, Adam R2 Driver's. R two D two's in it. R two D two's in it. She's in Twelve Years a Slave. Fast Bender, Bendit Cumberbatch, Brad Pitt. Again, none of those. Fuck me. She's in. Oh, I've got it. She's in Little Monsters with Josh Gad. Josh Gad's in Pixels. Duh! She's done it. That was yes. mine as well. That was it. <laughs> That's the one. I've still not watched it, but just you Mate, mentioned honestly, it in Pixels before, I think. So please yeah. watch it. It's a really funny film. You'll yeah, you'll like it. I will check it out. Very good. Here's my second one. Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, right. So he's in he's in Les Miserables with loads of people. Mm. With Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway, and Mr. Deeds. No, no, Mr. Deeds. That's Winona Ryan. That was the most smug, smart I've ever felt. Nearly clicked my pen off and like, done. Hugh Jackman's not in. Uh, Sasha Baron, no, Sasha Baron Cohen's not in any of these either. How many did it take you, by the way? Oh, I got this in one actor. Wow. Okay. Uh, Eddie Redmayne. He's also in Fantastic Beasts. With a bunch of Johnny Depp, Colin Farrell, and a few other people. Eddie Redmayne is also in that theory of everything with some people. I can't remember any of them. I think he's with Charlie Cox from D- Daredevil. <laughs> and uh, Felicity, what's her name? Felicity Jones, name? is it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. From Rogue One. Um, uh, okay, Eddie Redmayne. I bet there's someone in Fantastic Beasts, and I'm going to kick myself. In Lame Miz, let's go through again. So we've got Helen Bonham Carter's in that, right? Maybe? Mm-hmm. She's not in any yeah. of these. Uh, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Hugh Jackman, Russell Crowe. You got it in one, did you say? Right, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm going to Google Eddie Redmayne. I need more right. films. So you've said a bunch of names. I can tell you one of those is my connection. Shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? No. Oh my god! Oh my god! I've got it. He, he's in that with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp's in Jack and Jill. You've got it. You've done it. Fuck That's sake. the one. It's a stupid. Uh, it's a stupid cameo. The cameos in the, in the basketball scene. <laughs> Very oh, good. Right. Two for two at the moment. So the next one is Tom Felton. Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, the uh, Draco Malfoy kid, That's right? The one. Yeah. Well, one of these Harry Potter lads. And I've done Death. this in one one actor. Right. Let me have a quick think. The problem is, how many of these? They're all British, and there's never British people in these films. Yes, there is. There is the the bloody I don't know the actor's name, but a bloody uh, Aunt bloody <laughs> Dursley is the Prime Minister in Pixels. Excellent, that's Felton a very good one. To him, but I don't know the actor's name. But brilliant, uh, Fiona Shaw. That's very yes. good. That's not the one that I did it with, but oh. that makes perfect sense. I did it that he was in Getting to the Greek which is a comedy film with Jonah Hill and Russell Brand, who was in Bedtime Stories. But yours is a lot more concrete, I would say. Free for free. This is looking good. James McAvoy. And this James... took me two actors. Two actors. I'm going to fucking do it in one. So he's in X-Men with Jennifer Florence, Michael Fassbender, Nicholas Holt. None of these people are in any of these films. He's in Glass with Samuel L. Jackson. Is Samuel L. Jackson in one of these films? I don't think he is. I don't think so. Which is a shame. It's also with Bruce Willis, again, another actor who's not in any of these, which is a big shame. James McAvoy is in Wanted with Angelina Jolie and Chris Pratt. What else is James McAvoy in? He's in fucking... He's in the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe films (laughs) with 
that one who's in Doctor Strange, but I can't remember. Tilda oh, That's the one, but again, she's not in any. Remember, right, you quick. can do this in two, so you can I do know, a but I wanna, one, but I want to do it in one. All right. <laughs> I want to see you if get two I points if you do that. He's in Atonement with Kira Knightley. No way is Kira Knightley in any of these films. Right. It Chapter 2, he's with Bill Hader, not in any fuck's sake jessica chastain not in any right he's in nomeo and juliet no he's in sherlock gnomes with johnny depp who's in jack and jill oh very good you've done it <laughs> one actor <laughs> oh that's very good mine was he's in deadpool 2 with josh brolin who's in endgame with don Cheadle. so don Cheadle very was good. my connector there if you can get to the avengers you can get to adam you get to that's, everyone can't you that's what i need to remember the next one is jennifer lopez and i did this in one Jennifer Lopez, I've not seen in much. She's in. Uh, did you see that film where about stripping? What was that called? Yeah, Hustlers. Hustlers, good film. I don't remember anyone in that except for Jennifer Lopez. Was she in like? I'm gonna have to Google because I, I genuinely don't know many of her films. Yeah, I, I feel I like did she the same. could easily do Made in Manhattan to Ray Fines. Ray Fines is in Goblet of Fire with the the Aunt Dursley yeah. and then that goes but I don't want to do the same one okay that's rude I can't bloody just go like that oh right this is hard this is in the film Home with that guy from Big Bang Theory right Ice Age 5 collision course surely that's got quite a few random people I'm never going to do this in what how many did it take you yeah one one I mean I'll I'll get there but I you're, don't yeah think... you're, I think you're on the right path Oh, yeah. Ray, oh, I don't even have to look. Ray Romano. And Ray Romano is in uh, bloody... Uh, that's uh, shit film. <laughs> we want funny people. Oh, have you decided <laughs> funny people shit now? He criticises them. put it in the castle. I think that, that was a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> so the more I think about it. that. It's so long. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the same one. One actor. Very good. Doing well. You're still on, on course. So this next one took me two stops, two two connectors, and that is Simon Bird. From The Inbetweeners? Yeah, Will from The Inbetweeners. Will from The Inbetweeners. Fuck me. What films has he even been? Right, we're going to stick with just... films for this one, okay? So we're saying The Inbetweeners movie. Right, well, one way I can do it. Oh, no, I can't without a TV show. Yeah, I, know, I was going to say Greg Davis with, is in... Uh, Cuckoo, Cuckoo with Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner is in that. Let me have a quick think then. So Simon Bird is Sean Bean in any of these? <laughs> what films is this guy even in? Except in between his film. I think he's become a director now. Right. He's in the Harry Hill movie. <laughs> there you can't go. Imagine, can't imagine watching that shit. Oh my god. Yeah, he's literally just in between us and the Harry Hill movie. Mm. I'm gonna try on the Harry Hill movie. I doubt there's anyone in that. There's probably some mad cameos in it. That's what I'm thinking. Julian Barrett, Johnny Vegas, Matt Lucas, Julie took, Walters. As I say, this took me two. Right, I could go with Julie Walters. Oh, but I don't want to go through Harry Potter again. That's just that's just not on. Uh I could do Matt Lucas is in Oh, that's again Johnny Depp though. He's in Alice's Adventure in Wonderland as one of the egg people. And then he's in that with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp's in... I don't know if I want to... Stop taking the high ground. You've got it. That's it. I've found the pathway through Harry Potter. I wanted to come up with a better one, but it's just not happening. It's I fine. Have all day. So you did it in two. Same as me. You're still one point less than I am. So I got there. Simon Bird, he plays Will in The Inbetweeners with James Buckley, who plays Jay, who is one of Connor Farrell's hype men in Popstar Never Stop, Never Stop Him with Andy ah. Sandberg, who is in That's My Boy. Talking of really, really good comedy films, that is a good one. That's Popstar a banger, Never isn't Stop. it? 
All right, so this last one, I got this in one actor. This is um, Vanessa Kirby. Do you know who that is? Watch The bell. Crown. She's Princess Margaret in The Crown, series one with Claire Foy. Vanessa Kirby. Let me have a quick look at her. Yeah, I'll let you use your IMDb. Or whatever. I, don't even, I don't even know who this is. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen this person really? in my life. I've not seen The Crown, mate. I need to. You've seen Mission Impossible Fallout, though, haven't you? Yeah, she's in Hobbs and Shaw as well. One of my favourite films of all time. I remember her now. If we go in the Mission Impossible route, there must be someone in that Mission Impossible film. That's the most what? recent one, isn't it? Henry Cavill, Simon Pegg's not. Ving Rhames, I don't think he's an Adam Sandler film. Let's have a look at the cast. Alec Baldwin, is he in one of these? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, not like I can think of. Right, well, this is a dead end, because I'm not going to do this in one move. Oh, wait! Of course, Michelle Monaghan. Fucking oh, pixels. Fucking pixels. I didn't even a, think a, of that. That's what not my word. End. What did you get? <laughs> I got that she was in About Time. I don't know if you've seen that. That's a good film, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, and the lead in that is Rachel McAdams from The Hot Chick. Hot Chick, of course. Who's, you know, Adam Sandler's in it as well, under some dreadlocks. <laughs> that was a really good game. I you did good. You did really good. You beat me, so you definitely win, because you managed that quick James McAvoy. James McAvoy, quick! It took like five Bloody minutes. Hell. So Racking quick. My brain. I think I'll just say it here that this section is going to be heavily edited, but has <laughs> taken us imagine. forty-seven minutes. <laughs> oh, that was good. I like that. Yeah, I'll do one for you stuff. in the future. I think. That's yeah, really good. very good. So the joyful episode, a film we've loved up there, right at the top of the castle. It's been a lovely, a lovely episode, lovely, full of joy. Lovely evening. Yeah. A nice game. Everything. Very right. Nice. So next week, a bit of a rare situation here this mm. is a sandler film that i have seen and i like and a sandler film that you have never seen what are we watching next week luke it is bucky larson no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> no, um next week we are watching the merriowitz stories mm. if i pronounce that properly merriowitz i think so cool this is um a netflix so- film made by the guy noah bornback mm-hmm. very similar film it's a marriage story. It's all about family dynamics. It's about a guy who has two sons and a daughter. One of the sons is from a marriage he had a few years later. One's from a previous marriage. One of the sons always wanted his father's attention, never got it. The other one got too much attention and hates it. Oh. And it's their conflict as, as they're like reaching middle age and having this old dad who has fucked them both up in different ways and dealing with that. Love this film. Really Sounds loved good. it when I saw it. It's definitely more of a comedy drama as well. There's a lot of funny bits as well. Uh, yeah. And it's not dark or like, it's it's just, it's kind of a, just, it's like Marriage Story. It's that mm-hmm. kind of watch. Like it's kind of heartfelt um sad at bits, but also quite funny. Yeah, can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a, another great tonal shift in our podcast. <laughs> Brilliant. So how can people get in touch with us, Luke? People can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Sandler Pit. Thank you, as always, to Joe Tyrone, our music man. Lovely tunes. Uh, tunes that I only have just this week understood the references properly because I've never seen The Waterboy. Our theme song's incredibly Waterboy heavy, isn't it? As a fun footnote here, Joe loves the uh, the needle dick bit, which you can tell in our theme song because he's used it a bunch of times. Peter Dante's character is called Guy, which is what we sometimes call Joe to annoy him because his full name's actually Giuseppe and Guy is short for, <laughs> short for Giuseppe. So there Should you we go. call him Guy Tyrone from now on? Yeah, but Guy. 
Here, thanks. All right, let's let's bloody do it again. Thank you, Big Gee, for your music. We love it. Yeah, you can find him on Spotify at Gee. Gee, just type in Gee and you'll find him. <laughs> Thank you to Luke Thomas for his drawings and illustrations. Oh. They're keeping our Instagram feed looking beautiful. Oh, you're kidding. It's been broken up by actual content of your bloody trailers, as well as editing all this podcast together. You're doing the bloody God's work, mate. <laughs> Someone's so, got to do it. So yeah, join us next week for uh, Mayroot's stories. And until then, it's been a very genuinely happy Sandler from me and a Sandler from him. Mama said, mum, mum, Mama said goodbye. <laughs> Good stuff. Little girls are the devil. <laughs>